0: I am absolutely positive that there is no one here today that has ever interacted with a judgmental person. You ever met one of those people? Oh, man. Oh, man. I tell you, uh, I, I've run into a few, and I have actually been one a few times. Have to admit that. You get a little judgmental sometimes, a little judgy in your life. Um, you know, I've heard people say, oh, she's not that pretty. You should see her without makeup. Right? Yeah, we look and we get maybe a little envious and, and we get some judgment going. Or, you know, he may, he may be good at sports, but boy, that guy is dumb as a rock. Right? I mean, you can say things that put people down while you're, you know, you're giving them their due. But at the same time, you, for some reason, uh, just feel this need to put people down. Yeah, they got a promotion, but they really didn't deserve it. Or we would have won that game if it wouldn't have been for the referees, right? I mean, if, if they could only see, right? Buy that guy some glasses. There, We could go on and on and on and on about how we not so subtly... Put other people down. We look at them, we see them, and for whatever reason that we have, we feel the need to be judgmental. And uh, these people are not fun people usually to hang around. Um, and it's not really that fun to even be one of those people. It's just you're always on a downer. Well, why do why do we judge people so quickly? I think it's because maybe we're all a little bit insecure. And because of our own insecurity, we have this need to just lower the bar a little bit, maybe so we can jump over it, or we can feel a little bit more important ourselves. I think we've probably all done it at some level. It's an easy thing to do to tear someone down so we can rise up a little bit, maybe in our own eyes. But we're we're talking about the words of Jesus, and one of the words of Jesus we see in Matthew chapter seven, verse one. If you have your Bible or your Bible app, um, open it up right now. Matthew chapter seven, verse one, it says this Jesus says, do not judge. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward, do not judge. Now, John White says this. He says, Jesus is realistic. He does not anticipate that the Christian community is going to be perfect. On the contrary, he assumes there is going to be tension from time to time, and he knows uh, we have a this, this fatal tendency to exaggerate the faults of others while minimizing the gravity of our own. It's a pretty insightful statement, really. Now... Jesus said, do not judge. But there are a few nuances that we need to look at today. He says, do not judge, but he is not talking about the court system. All right. This is not not an indictment on on uh, judges or Judge Judy. You know, Uh, the courts are there for a reason. And. Jesus even talked later about, you know, if, if you've got a problem with somebody, settle it on the way to court so you don't have to go to court, hopefully. But if you do go to court, I mean, they had judges in those days and they were there for a reason because sometimes we just couldn't get things straight between people. And so the judge would decide between people uh, what was going to be decided. He's talking specifically here about the responsibility that we have to one another as individuals. Don't judge one another. Don't judge. Now, a second thing I see here is Jesus is also not talking about our ability to discern right from wrong um, when it comes to ourselves or the actions of others. He's not saying... Don't be intuitive. Don't keep a lookout of what's going on. There are other places in Scripture that talk about the fact that we need to be careful either when we sin, so that means that we have to be aware of it, but also when others sin. And there are specific commandments and directions in the Bible that talk about what to do when someone else does something wrong. Right? That's a whole nother message. So, when he says, do not judge, it's not about the judicial system that we have in the United States or any place in the world. And it's not about being blind to the the uh, things that other people do. Uh, he's not advocating uh, turning a blind eye to the sins of others. Uh, he says here, John White says, it is not a commandment to be blind, but a plea to be generous. So Jesus, if you take his demeanor, what he is trying to get across to us is, I understand that it's very tempting to be judgmental. I mean, God made us. He knows us. He knows what our tendencies are. And he says, don't judge. Don't judge. So there's got to be an alternative to judgment, right? I mean, if it's our natural tendency to go that direction... There's got to be an alternative. There's got to be a different way to deal with the fact that maybe something is wrong and we realize it and we have to do something about it. We feel the need to do something. What does that mean? Well, in essence, it means that even though we are aware of someone else's faults or failings, that we are to refrain from judging them on that issue. All right? We're not to be fault finders. We're, we're not to be uh, negative Nancys, if you will. Uh, we're not to be destructive in our dealings with other people, to tear them down. Uh, we should try, uh, we shouldn't enjoy actively seeking out the faults of other people. And sometimes it's very easy to fall into that, that pattern of doing things. Well, you know, there, there's an interesting phenomenon that's, uh, that happens in our culture right now, and it's been going on for a long time. Uh, you know, when someone, someone famous messes up, the Internet goes wild, right? We, we have this morbid um, sense of needing to know all the morbid details of what happened when someone fails, and, you know, I, you just put it into the internet, you know, failure and bam, pfft, there it is, right? Someone does something wrong and we could all share names of people that we know that have fallen. And we, and we are more interested in the people that are a little more well known. And it even happens in the, in the church. There are, you know, the famous pastors. Well known pastors, authors, writers, whatever, speakers, and they have a failure. What happens? Same thing as the what happens in the world. The internet goes wild, and we want to know what happened to that guy. Why do we have this this sense of needing to know others' failures? And yet it's it's a reality. So how do we deal with that? Do we start judging that person? Oh, yeah, you know, I, I figured he was there was something wrong there. Or do we stop and and not judge, but treat that person the way we would want to be treated if we found ourselves in the same position, right? Well, I think one of the reasons that Jesus says do not judge is that there are consequences of judging other people. Remember, Jesus loves you, and he only wants the best for you. And so when he tells us, do not judge, it's not just because he doesn't want us to hurt other people. It's also for our own good. It's also for our benefit as well. So everything he instructs us to do has a good side for us. So what are the consequences of judging other people? Well, if you look at verses one and two, there it says, "Do not judge, or what does it say? You'll be judged." It's like that boomerang, right? Uh, another way to say it is, "What goes around comes around." <laughs> and if you're not uh, not paying attention, have anybody ever done a boomerang successfully? <laughs> I've thrown it. Uh, you know, you got to you got to duck when it's coming back. You know, because it does; it comes back around. And if you're not paying attention, it'll hurt you. But it says, do not judge or you will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. So Jesus is saying, this is this is for, for your good. Don't be judgmental of other people. Even though you have the ability to discern right from wrong, what they have done may not be the right thing. But if you judge them for that, be careful. Because when you do something wrong, those people are going to come right back. The same way that you think about them, you talk about them, you gossip about them. Would you like others to be talking about you that way is the question. Because they will. They will. I don't know about you, but I have not lived a perfect life, and I still make mistakes. So what happens? Well, the way that people have experienced me talking about them and treating them, that's how I should expect to be treated. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, there's a question then that Jesus asks because of this. Um, He says this in verse three, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? I don't know about about you. you You know, think about this for a second. You've got something in your eye you can't get out. And you go to a specialist, a doctor, and you sitting there and, and you're you know holding your eye, you're rubbing it, and it's all red and you're wa- it's watering, and and you're just miserable, and, and finally, 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 after waiting three hours, like you normally do at a doctor's office, you get in to see them, and you and the doctor walks in finally, right, and he has got this big old log sticking out of his eye, and he says, "Well, let's take a look." and you're going like. Dude, you got your own problems, right? I mean, it, it's almost comical what Jesus is saying. And people that think that Jesus doesn't have a sense of humor, think again, right? I mean, what makes us think that we can judge someone else? We can, we can see what's wrong with them when there is so much going on inside our own minds and hearts that is not right. What makes us think, then, that we deserve to be judging them, right? Now, illustration aside, I think what Jesus is saying here is that we, as Christians, have a a mutual responsibility, okay? A mutual responsibility. Yes, we, we have been given the ability to discern right from wrong to understand when someone has wronged us but we also should be self-discerning not self-deceived we need to to seriously look at our own life and understand that we have a responsibility to understand that that we need to take the plank out of our own eye make sure that we are are okay before we start talking about other stuff right now, that doesn't mean that uh, we finally get to that place to go, okay, now I'm ready to rock and now I can, now I can judge because I'm, I'm okay. Right? Well, that is the wrong position to take. See, what Jesus is saying here is that you need to understand that you're imperfect just like everybody else. And so when we approach one another, we have this mutual responsibility to help each other not harm each other. So if we see someone that has has slipped in sin, as Galatians 6 uh, talks about, we have the responsibility to restore them, says. So this mutual responsibility requires one thing, and that is a huge amount of humility. Not false humility, but genuine humility. Genuine humility basically takes an accurate assessment of of yourself. It says in the Bible, don't think more highly of yourself than you should. Now, it takes a long time sometimes to get to that place to where you actually are able to manage that. But we need to find and ask God to create in us a, a heart of humility when it comes to dealing with the failings of others. Because we all hope, I think, That when others see our sin, that they deal with us with compassion and kindness. Understanding that, that they too have their own faults.